everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. I'm starting off as I always start off by saying thank you so much to people who are listening to the show, who are subscribing. Just recently we had the, um, you know, so Ray Burton, Cliff Burton's father, came on the show um, for a fantastic hour or so uh, discussion we had there. You know, loved, loved that episode. Real privilege, personally, massive privilege, um, you know, to have, have, have the man on. Shout out to Casey as well, who, who was integral in uh, sorting out, you know, listen to the episode. I'm sure you have heard it. Um, you know, so people who are listening to that episode, people who are subscribing to us, we've got the Patreon, um, at Metallica Pub, Metallica Pod, gmail.com, all, all these kind of, you know, communiques that you can sort of go down. But, you know, what we're doing here is going through the entire back catalogue of Metallica in alphabetical order. And, you know, one of the beauties of doing that structurally is, you know, you go through the hidden gems, you discover things that, you know, maybe should have stayed hidden, but as long as you might not have heard, you know, obscure tracks. I'm thinking so far, maybe you've done like an attitude, perhaps, or a two by four. Even I know it's quite a broad track, but to some people, in comparison to what we're going to get into today, it is quite an obscure track. And then you get to the highs as well. You get to these songs you really look forward to that you know are upcoming. That you're like, oh god, who am I going to get on to do this song? This is like one of their all-time classics. Of course, the song is Battery, and I had to have on uh, my my oldest friend actually, and certainly the oldest person I am familiar with Metallica. It's Ryan Curley. How you doing, man? Very good, thanks, Tom. How are you? Very, very well, man. I, I most of my early Metallica memories are kind of with you um, to a certain extent, and like we haven't like discussed them openly, but you know, it's uh... no, it's definitely been a long time since we have done <laughs> a lot of confessions, <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of cunning stunts in in more ways <laughs> in, in more ways than one. But um, you know, similar to like I've had Sam on, I've had John on, like you know, alongside these big A-League guests. I'm just getting old friends on, like yourself, who, you know, we've been into Metallica for a long time. And wh- where does it start for you as a fan of the band? Uh, I think back when you and I were in school, probably we were maybe 15 or so, um, I didn't like them to begin with. But I think it was more of a, a rebellion against your music tastes, personally. <laughs> um, so once I actually listened to the band, um, got into them a little bit. Obviously, the big hits on Master of Puppets and uh, and the song we're covering today as well. Mm. Um, and then I think from there, it was more guitar-based, more sort of me learning the riffs of Metallica mm. and, and going from there. And that's, that's what sort of inspired me to get into them as a band. And then, obviously, you start listening to, to the albums and the album tracks. And then, well, I'm sure everybody listening knows that it just it just progresses from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what you say is so true, actually, on the same pattern as learning them on guitar and that kind of lending to to new areas i remember learning like for whom the bells toll early on which is, mm. which is you know it's very it's quite an easy song really um <laughs> you know yeah. you, you can pull it off you, it, it's parts of it are hard to do like that dum 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 like that's quite hard to get quite tight but you know it, it's more impressive than it sounds just kind of key to them when you do stuff like that you do get addicted don't you the king nothing riff as well like yeah 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 <laughs> I, I i think um I think I learned for whom the bell tolls before I knew who Metallica were. I think right. I just heard the riff floating around, and that was it. That was that <laughs> be my first experience with Metallica. Thinking about it, wow, wow, no, that's good. That, that's good to have, yeah. And then, I mean, growing into it, then you, I, I remember like around Death Magnetic Time, we were already fans, weren't we? When the sort of the new stuff was coming out, so just following. That, that was my first Metallica album, Death Magnetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that matters to some people. Like, I've heard this mentioned on Metal Up Your Podcast, which is another Metallica um, podcast. Like, you know, there's lots of different eras that people are fans of. And you get that where Death Magnetic, I agree on your sort of level as well. It's it's the album that came out when I was already a fan. So it was kind of like on new Metallica, you know. Yeah, it's exciting. I think it's actually my favourite Metallica album, possibly because of that. Right. 
Right. Um, I think because, uh, you know, it's, it's something new to explore rather than having, you know, when you download the entire discography of a band and then none of it really means anything. You just sort of pick out your favourites, whereas this was a complete new set of like songs that I could listen to. And I think I've listened to it more than any other Metallica album. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, the main complaint, Ryan, is is the sound on Death Magnet, that kind of trebly sound. Mm, that's very true. Yeah, it's it's kind of brittle and harsh. But yeah. I think uh, the years of being a drummer myself has sort of dulled the harshest on my ears anyway. So right. it doesn't really matter that it's so harsh because I can't really hear it. So. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I should. I, I guess I should mention as well for, for purposes of us going into this song, Ryan is quite an accomplished musician in a sort of amateurish way. Absolutely, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, no, no, no virtuoso, but you know, someone who is a very good guitar player, a solid ear, a drummer, you know, keyboardist. I remember actually me and you in a form room when we were oh. about near, year nine, year ten, and you were doing like Master of Puppets on the keyboard. You, you and I would play. I'd play the bass parts. You'd get the lead parts on the go, and we'd get like the really crappy guitar tones that you can get at the form room keyboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh that was so much fun oh man dj and yeah. um you know living la vida but all those sort of demo things i'm sure most british kids will be aware of on those um <laughs> those old those old keyboards but yeah we did oh, actually <laughs> that's weird. yeah that's yeah we, we i remember doing harmony parts and learning like the master of puppets um uh the middle quiet section stuff like that oh, oh it's great shit. holy shit i think yeah i think you went a little bit far, but i distinctly remember the main sort of spider riff the dun and none and none and none and that was quite fun to play mm-hmm on the on the lower the lower left side of the keyboard and yeah i guess, I guess that the band have always been there really I, re- I remember as well and i'm just sort of going through random metallica memories i have with you but i also remember <laughs> us i remember us maybe playing 360 gears of war or something and you had live ship binge and purge mm. and i remember us listening to like the seek and destroy just like half an hour long or something it's just yeah. like this you know but it, it was great that you owned that yeah, I don't know why I sold it, really, looking back. It's such <laughs> a cool piece of, like, Metallica memorabilia. Heathen? It was uh, not not a good choice, man. But, I mean, regardless, you know, all these things you sort of pick up going ahead. And we are here to talk about um, Battery um, from mm. from Master of Puppets. I mean, just before we get into the song, Gerald, this era of Metallica, you're a big fan. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, coming out of Kill 'Em All, I think, is where they really, like, became themselves. Mm. Obviously, they were very thrash at the time, but Metallica is sort of a genre in its own, isn't it? So mm. I think coming out the two albums afterwards, um, and Master of Puppets, of course, is like their big album, isn't it? And I yeah, think yeah. it is It is pretty much perfect. I think I don't think there's anything that I could say about the album that's particularly bad or, you know, it's it's, it's pretty much flawless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, battery included i think i love this song <laughs> yeah 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 i mean just just to play devil's advocate um the thing that should not be not one of my favorite master of puppets songs um oh no that's true i don't mind that song actually i quite no, like it no. it's got a bit of a, a lame charm to it yeah 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 it, it, it's fine it's fine but i think battery yeah is definitely one of their best as i was saying in the intro you know really massively um impressive song and i've actually been reading mick wall's biography um of metallica which is absolutely fantastic and he speaks about um sort of the era of them writing this song and he states that um lars and james would jam in their garage together uh quote roughing out early demos before inviting cliff and kirk down to jam along with some ideas of their own um and you know they're saying as well how 
if you look at the credits of the songs, there's lots of different combinations of authors. There's lots of like, you know, Hammer, Ulrich, Burton, Hetfield compositions or something like that. But anyway, there's only two songs in a very Lennon and McCartney way that are just Hetfield, Ulrich on Master of Puppets. That is Leper Messiah and Battery. Oh, right. Two kind of similar songs. Yeah, yeah, kind of very riffy driven, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very sort of heavy and sort of in your face, and they both follow a kind of a similar structure as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, I think that's fair. They've definitely got a certain jaggedness to them. Like, I, um, apparently, it, this this got the nickname of like this some um, Ennio Morricone thing, you know, sort of ecstasy of gold, kind of classical uh, scope that it was going for. Um, you know, it's it's absolutely absolutely crazy this song. And for me, it's it's that intro. I don't know about you, Ryan. Like, you know, that kind of very it's it's tense but beautiful. That droney acoustic intro. Oh, oh, I love it. It's so cool, and I love the way that it built. In fact, it's it's the perfect song to like uh, mess around on a loop pedal with. Because you can just build it up layer by layer. You can do it piece by piece. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. And it's so... You said they came out that Kill 'Em All era. And it is amazing. You know, this came out, like, what, two years after Kill 'Em All or something like that? Maybe even less. And just... It's really sophisticated. Not only sonically in the way that... Like, you know, the intro <laughs> just sort of... In a very 80s way, but in a very satisfying way. It gets more and more and more epic. But just the very sophisticated sort of classical playing that's going on. It's very tasteful. It's very accessible to an 80s metal audience. It's nothing too Django Reinhardt-esque. But it's, like, great melodies that really kind of, like... You know, it's volcanic at the end. Yeah, yeah. And it really is... It, you say volcanic, where it is the, the intro is really building, building up that pressure. And then all of a sudden you have the heavy guitars. But it's still sort of classical and sort of sway almost waltzy it's kind of you know swaying back and forth and then out of nowhere you have that eruption of the beginning of the the actual heavy riff yeah 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 it's yeah it's unbelievable and there's a fantastic book actually that i don't think i think i've told you about this ryan but i've definitely mentioned this on the podcast quite a few times this is back to the front it's like a sort of coffee table book that's a history of metallica in this era this sort of 86 master of puppets era essentially um sort of opening and closing with Kirk's uh, with with Cliff's death um uh, but it really you know brilliant book I have to show it you next time we meet up it's a great, great absolutely book. That's um, a, yes it's great yeah yeah no it's really really good and they speak in depth about the songs of this era which are the master um songs and uh Kirk Hammett says of battery quote the first time I heard the battery intro was months earlier at the Carlson house of our friend Dan Je- Dan James played it on the Fostex and Dan goes it sounds like the Pink Panther theme James almost tore his head off I just thought holy crap because not not only had James doubled the harmony, he tripled it and quadrupled it on all four tracks, so it sounded monstrously heavy. <laughs> and James was saying, James says, quote, the battery intro happened pretty much out of boredom. I remember sitting on the couch at the house, not being able to sleep. Back then, when Channel signed off at night, they played the national anthem, but Channel 4 in the Bay Area played the classical piece, Fauvray's Pavan. It was such a great melody. I'd grab an acoustic play along and eventually wound up with a chord progression that got me thinking, what would be the ultimate intro? I wanted something with a lot of build that would raise your hair up and give you goosebumps. The acoustic park starts, and it's building like an approaching storm. Something's coming. You can feel it it starts off soft and quiet then boom the heaviness takes you to another level i thought oh man this is how i want to start the record this is how i want to start the show oh, that's great it's yeah. great that he was looking for the perfect intro and he, he got pretty close to it <laughs> yeah, i think yeah yeah i think it really <laughs> you know in the pantheon of epic rock song intros of which there are so many oh, um yeah. <laughs> I think this one, it's not only the skill of that intro that is so so good but it's also the riff 
which the chugging of that riff like it, it sounds almost like it's stuttering as software you know what i mean it kind of sat not off key but it's just it's so like you know metallica do their songs think of cyanide in the chorus for example it's quite lazy and groovy this is just like an onslaught yeah well i, I guess which fits nicely with the title and the lyrics of the yeah. song it is yeah. just aggression yeah yeah it, <laughs> it is it's just kind of they've gone past metaphors and then yeah, yeah exactly just... <laughs> there's no dancing around the issue anymore no, it's no. just all about punching you in the face <laughs> and it's the you know the, the riff is exceptional but also it, it's the lyrics which which are a very strong point in metallica and they have this poetic cohesiveness to them you know uh, lashing out the action returning the reaction weaker ripped and torn away um just just powerful kind of you know words that come at you there in a sort of convincing diction and like the weight stops as well with the smash it through the boundaries look like you know it takes a breath and then you have the gang vocals of battery coming in oh, yeah i love that I, I, to be honest i think some of the later metallica lyrics are kind of lame especially the load reload kind of era, right, and, right, right. especially saint anger right. but this is like this is the first time i've actually read the lyrics because mm. i'm I'm really bad with lyrics. I'll just sing the syllables I think it should be when I'm in in the car or in my room or something. Um, but this is the first time I've sat down and, and read them as sort of a paragraph, and it is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. Like, love it. It's pounding out aggression, turning to obsession, cannot kill the battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crushing all deceivers, mashing non-believers. Yeah, as well. mashing. <laughs> I love that it's mashing non-believers. <laughs> Never-ending <laughs> potency, feeding off the weaker, hungry <laughs> violence seeker. That is my favourite lyric in the song, Never Ending Potency. I think yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, it re- yeah. It's brilliantly, brilliantly done. And I don't know if James did it in this song, but apparently Lars would say one of James's things would be he'd come with riffs and then sort of melodies would be da 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 da. Like he wouldn't have lyrics, he'd just sort of know what sort of where he was hitting. And uh, But this one just, yeah, wraps itself around there. So, so good here. Mm-hmm. And the sound as well, that kind of you know what i mean the sort of the, the entire the, the sound of that master record that really has sort of a nice nice kind of um palette and you know just kind of like the way the guitars kind of come about and have a certain thickness to them and i'm seeing in the um this is fleming rasmussen who was the producer of master of puppets um mm. who's going to be on the show actually uh very wow. soon oh, that's yeah. Cool. yeah yeah it's gonna be really really good and um he has some great stuff actually about this is again from back to the front saying i'm a firm believer that with metallica's kind of music the bass should be recorded after the rhythm guitar normally you start with the bass and drums because they're the foundation for everything but metal is largely based around guitar riffs so you record drums and guitar first james and lars would record a song together live once we had a fairly good take i'd re-record lars playing along to drums his ghost track so lars could focus on each drum part bit by bit james would then come back and record five or six rhythm tracks for each song Song, two stereo for the, each the left and right speakers and then one in the middle which I distort a little more than the others if you simply repeat the same tone in each track the overall sound gets smaller and smaller if you record each part with varying levels of distortion the sound builds finally James will go back and replay each track using Kirk's guitar to get the overall flavour of everybody playing along James was fabulous at that he could double himself incredible precision and wouldn't budge till he'd gotten it right Cliff would generally go next and we'd finish up with Kirk it was a very fluid process if James was on a roll he might lay down a bunch of guitar tracks and record some vocals there was no firmly set way to do things that's awesome because mm. uh, you really can't tell especially with a quick song on a battery that it's double tracked at all no no it's it does have a you know absolute a genuine kind of element to it. and ryan i'm guessing you're similar to most fans you're just a big fan of james hetfield in general oh he's great yeah he's got to be one of the best people in the world i think 
<laughs> just in terms of like he's a nice guy, he's great at what he does, and like you know, a lot of metalheads kind of seem a little bit. I don't know. If I know, metal people tend to be kind of nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you go to like rock clubs, it's just they're just generally nice people, and he kind of he's sort of the father of that kind of image. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think that's fair. I think you've also just got to admire really how long they've been going. You know how brilliant of a musician he is. Full stop. Um, mm. Along with something like Battery as well is just the mind boggles how you would sing above it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you walked into a band practice with that riff, everyone would be like, right, okay. What, what now? What do we do? But regardless of that, how many times do you reckon Battery's been played? It was first played March 27th, 1986. How many times do you reckon Metallica have played this song, Ryan? They must have played it at every gig. Because it is one of their biggest songs. True. So, oh, they're touring concert. I'm going to go like, I don't know, 730 times. Right, right. 930, actually. Oh, was so, it really? So, a fair, <laughs> you know, a fair estimate, yeah. First played in Wichita, um, and then last played July 9th uh, this year, 2017, so... Four, oh, four days ago. Four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. in, in Atlanta. Um, I, that's probably going to be on YouTube, yeah, but they they played the song a lot. But in terms of this song as well, obviously we have Kirk in full Kirk mode. Do you enjoy, you know, kind of the minor solo at the start and then a longer one in the middle? Um, well, the one in the middle is just every other Kirk Hammett solo, isn't it? Right. <laughs> okay. Just he's just wanking up and down the pentatonic style, which it works. I mean, it sounds very good. I don't hate the battery solo; I think it's really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Kirk Hammett's—he's he, there for a reason. I just—he doesn't really inspire me. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I mean, some people say, "Oh, if Dave Mustaine was the lead guitar player, blah blah blah," but. The thing about it is, I don't know about how you felt. Like, obviously, I know you're a big Megadeth fan, as am I. But it's like, Dave, he's more of a riff guy. He's not like the greatest soloist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. He's more of a, a songwriter than a soloer. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of doesn't... Like, if you listen to a lot of his solos, they're just kind of like scatterbrain sort of blitzes. They're not as kind of, you know, yeah. convincing. He, Marty Friedman, etc. needs to fill that spot but yeah the solo's okay i quite like the first lick that he does which is very simple lick but it what, does... the sort of... yeah. oh yeah that's really good yeah yeah that's good and then the kind of the more the kind of frantic upper fret thing you know very quick sort of slipping back into the song it gives it that sense of momentum because this quick solo like leaps up above it and then mm. kind of you know comes back down there um apparently the song uh starting point for the song um was of the an old bay area metallica concert um for an old wall club being set on battery street um so it's kind of you know the kind of the emotional ingredients of this whole thing and you know it, it is it is just an absolutely fantastic song here and it's one of their most ferocious songs which is very cool that it opens mm. this you know really if you're gonna like maybe like a dyer's eve maybe i'm i'm trying to think of songs that are outwardly as heavy as battery like really it has that ferocity that kind of it has that kind of youthful vigor vigor from kill em all but with a sort of more intelligent mix behind it and what, what do you think of uh oh you're drumming yourself lars on this track this is one of Lars's best tracks for drumming, I think. Mm. Like, it, you, it's so quick, even just drumming along, like, on a desk or whatever, it's so hard to keep up with. And uh, it, he's so consistent with it as well. I know it's in a studio, so you can't really say that. Um, but I do like in the uh, the sort of breakdown bit, you know, when it all sort of stops and it goes sort of half-time. Mm -hmm. Lars is like an excited kid. You can hear it, like, he keeps the, the hi-hats going at the same speed. 
and all of his fills are like just like super quick and super he's really like excited and ready to get back into the song again and then that, that last fill that that's just like just comes out of nowhere and then boom straight back into the song again i, I really like like I knock Lars quite a lot, but I really like him on this track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that that's fair enough, actually. And um, just a quick quote from the book as well about Lars, saying that um, the producer again, Fleming, quote, Lars had gone really good. In 1984, he was still a bit green when we did Ride the Lightning. I remember asking then, why after each break do you start on an upbeat? He just looked at me and said, what the fuck's an upbeat? Okay, <coughs> you, okay, you can count one, two, three, four, one, then start at one. He'd never been formally trained. When he learned to play, drumming was all about fills. It was just getting from fill one to fill two to fill three. The stuff between he hadn't given much thought to. On Master of Puppets, though, there are a few notches up. Everything had improved, and I think we really raised the bar in terms of what Metallica should sound like. As for Lars, he was tremendous. He had the chops. He had the skill. He was great. Um, I, You know, Lars, to me, is a kind of, obviously not on the same scale, but like a Ringo-type figure where maybe you underestimate him, like, you know, in terms of technical bravado. But mm. to what he gives the band, like Metallica for me is Lars and James. It is, I think, yeah. Obviously, they've got interchangeable bass players, which is unfortunate, but it's yeah. true. And then, as I said before, Kirk is just sort of there to provide that sort of pentatonic solo <laughs> in the middle of the song. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it does. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not that promising. But yeah, I like that middle bit as well. It gets quite epic and proggy. You know, kind of quite yeah, repetitive yeah. sort of motif there. And the way it stops and yawns open, and then the solo comes in. Um, one of the highlights as well for me is that thrash riff. That da 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 da. Oh, it's almost like mechanized, isn't it? It's just coming at you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh man, it's so yeah, brilliant riff. Well, I think one of the best riffs. I absolutely. I almost like it more than the main riff just because it has this sense of finality and clatter to it that um, I really enjoy. And the song itself, um, I think, how long is it? Yeah, I'm just checking now. It's about five minutes. Yeah, it's just, it's just, so it's kind of, uh, yeah, five minutes, 12. So it's not, you know, it doesn't outstay its welcome. No, I mean, considering it's got so many pieces and parts, and that's including the intro, which is, it's more of an intro to an album, isn't it, than a song. Mm, It just happened mm. to tag it onto battery. So I think five minutes is, is okay. And Metallica have a bit of a habit of, overextending their songs especially in the later years yeah oh yeah oh yeah definitely and um you know regardless of that the song is you know madly madly popular apparently it's on rock band 2 so oh really there you go yeah (laughs) um also featured on the unnamed feeling ep um as a as a live track it's on live shit binge and purge through the never apparently it's on metallica pinball it's used as one of the tracks on uh on uh, one of their games so yeah i did not know that existed yeah 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 um it's like stern pinball are like the you know the last sort of marquee pinball machines left and yeah it's you know it's quite a big deal to have one um so yeah if you go onto youtube you can see some stuff like that but yeah it is cool they've got a lot of different tracks in there but um yeah, I mean, Battery, what can you say, really? Obviously, it's a classic. Um, it's a reason why they played it 900 times. It's been a joy, really, listening back to this song and just reliving Ooh. it. And I think it's just kind of ties together so well. I think lyrically, it's very, very strong. It's, yeah. And even, like, subtle things, even, like, the use of dyads, or triads, I should say, sorry, in the main riff. Like, they just... I, what is it about... You know what I mean? Those sort of harmonic dissonances can really make it sound a bit meatier. Oh, yeah. What well, you mean the sort of the... You got the yeah, yeah. And the yeah. that bit there. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of discordant, isn't it? And just yeah. I don't know, it kind of it throws you when you're trying to learn to play it as well, because you, you don't really do that shape ever. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, totally. And it's kind of new for Metallica and quite unique and what one that one that works in their favour. But yeah, this is um this is a really, really good so anything left to say about battery, Ryan? 
yeah, I've got one more thing written down here. The uh, the lyrics, mm. uh, the first sort of you know dozen or so lines is all about just aggression and you know lashing at the action and all that sort of stuff, which is obviously them talking about kind of I don't know. I, I mean, my first image was sort of like a battering ram opening up sure. you know a, a huge castle gate, and then you've got like assault and battery and those sorts of things. But then you get to the line, uh, pounding out aggression turns into obsession. Cannot kill the battery. Cannot kill the family. Battery is found in me. Mm. Now, I think they're talking about the aggression that Metallica has built up over the years. Um, and the, the you know the battery and the assault and battery is that their output is their, the, the sort of music that they're making. And they are the family. You cannot kill the family of Metallica. Mm. Mm. Battery is found in me. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the the diction, the circle of destruction, hammer comes crushing. Just you know, great mm. internal melody there, whipping up a fury, dominating flurry. Yeah, you know, excellent. We create the yeah, battery we as well. The yeah. battery. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just this sense of cohesion there, building through. Yeah, the smashing through. Just all of it, really. Yeah, is just. Uh, uh, astonishing like obviously master of puppets is rightfully regarded as one of their best albums and this is a brilliant brilliant way to open it um what what is your favorite metallica album out of interest i think it's death magnetic wow okay yeah uh, which i know isn't a particularly popular choice for Met- a lot of metallica fans but there's just there's too many of my favorite songs on there for me not to say that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like i love uh love cyanide love all nightmare long even the end of the line like they're, they're just awesome they're yeah, like yeah. huge epic tracks I, uh, that that was just your life i'm a huge fan of oh love I that think, song. i think that's yeah. a great great number yeah yeah that's a great track um favorite metallica member it's got to be james hasn't it yeah. i don't know anybody that wouldn't say james no one's saying yeah no, no one's saying kirk <laughs> are they no one's saying kirk over james <laughs> it would be a weird choice um rob or jason i like rob yeah i think like um He's sort of the only Metallica bassist that I've known in my time of being aware that Metallica sure. had this like, sort of bassist problem rather than just sort of listening to the song sometimes. Um, and I love um, that, you know, the inter- uh, the auditions that they did where mm. they sort of get in a couple of different bassists. He just outperformed everybody else on that. And that sort of, that was my first impression of him. And that really made me like him. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's- yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's great in that. I think like they do the they do the uh you know the sort of auditions, don't they? And like, what do you want to play? And he's like, oh, battery. I think they do play battery. Actually. They do play battery. Um, yeah, that's so right. That's crazy. And he just he just absolutely kills it, and he has that sort of like that crazy crab man stance, and he yeah, just goes yeah. nuts at it. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it would have been shit though. It's like, what do you want to play? It's like, can we do Ain't My Bitch? It's like, oh, <laughs> really, dude? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that yeah, that, that that's awesome, man. And what about favorite Metallica song, Joe? song oh that is a very tough question yeah it might be um all nightmare long i think oh I know yeah good, no good but, song oh, oh i love it it's the the breakdown in because you when you listen to it for the first couple of times it feels like the song's gonna fish and then the breakdown comes in mm. and then out of nowhere you have that you know you have that breath <gasps> mm. how'd you down yeah. without mercy yeah. oh it's so good yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. i thought yeah i think that's probably it okay okay yeah yeah um no good good and um finally i know you have seen them but remind me you've seen metallica live have you yeah on the sick of the studio tour probably maybe seven or eight years ago now mm-hmm. um we were seated so it was a different experience than i would have expected at metallica concert but it meant that you got to appreciate the things that they were playing and you know i remember a lot more of it than i'm sure i would have if i was down in the in the circle pits 
Um, but no, amazing, really good experience because it was at Wembley as well, and it's the only time I've ever been to Wembley. So it was just it was just a great day, like through and through. Yeah, yeah, July eighth. Um, so weirdly, like, um, how long's that away from where we are? Ten years ago. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Almost to the day. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a typical set list: Creeping Death, Fuel, Rover My Way, Rome, Foom the Bat. Wow, great set list. Great, yeah. great set list. Yeah. Um, before uh, Death Magnetic, even yeah, so quite a while ago. So yeah, that is uh, that is really fucking cool, man. Um, uh, this has been great, bro. This has been great having you on to chat Metallica. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, thanks yes. for choosing uh, such a good song for me to come on oh, to. Yeah, oh, I really no. appreciate that. Of course, of course. We shall have to throw a dart in the distance and be like, okay, we're just going to cover a H song or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, any old random letter, yeah. Whatever, whatever. The, actually, H, we could maybe do Hero of the Day, perhaps, or... Oh, I love that know, song. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm happy with that, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, Hero of the Day, sure. <laughs> That'll be in, like, <laughs> a few... I'll see you in a year. Yeah, see you in a year, man. Um... But yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously I know you, so you don't really have like any sort of social media YouTube to promote, do you? Or Not really. No, I just sort no. of do my own thing. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to buy a guitar pedal, I'll make those. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, oh no, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, what is it, Timberwolf, is it? Yeah, check out Timberwolf Recording, yeah. I will, yeah, no, no, I can I can vouch for the pedals, they're very good, I'll put the link in the description. But um, Ryan, it's seriously been great to have you on, man, thank you, bro. Yeah, thanks very much, Tom, I'll, yeah. uh, yeah, cheers, thanks no, very no, much. No, no, no worries, man, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, please subscribe um, to the channel. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well. Um, you can follow us uh, as, a, as a podcast. Also get in touch with MetallicaPod at gmail.com. But yeah, thank you as ever, guys. Cheers. Cheers.